Dan and Julie. Um, today we're here with Martin, who has a job title that I would probably say is a commodities broker, but deals with other things in that area. Um, would you want to explain what your job title is and what, what it is you do? Yes, so basically I work for a company that uh, trades precious and base metals on the London Metal Exchange. Um, we look after all sorts of customers from the the mining side all the way through the production stages um, to refining, smelting and the finished product. And that's for a number of metals. And so what is it you do in that? Uh... Uh, I just look after the uh, precious metals, which are gold, silver, platinum and palladium. And we offer various derivatives to do with those. Uh, mostly spot, which is uh, two days prompt. Forwards that go further forward out to a year. Options on those particular metals. And something else called averaging, which is a specialist uh, derivative. So how did you get into this? How did you get started in this business? Well, I, uh, I graduated many, many years ago. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> something completely different. And it took me a while to decide what I want to do, uh, which I'm still deciding on, as we speak, <laughs> uh, all these years later. Um, but basically, it was something I was very interested in, and I managed to know somebody in the business who managed to get me in at uh, very much the ground floor. Uh, so I started probably with a degree uh, at very, very the, the basement level. Uh, what was that basement level? Uh, a messenger. So just uh, handing around the oh yeah, going out to you know take uh, you know in those days it was all hand deliveries amongst all the um, trading houses in London. So you you picked up stuff stuff going out, went round to those places, picked up the stuff that was for our company, and that's how it worked. Um, now obviously know, the internet, well uh, emails etc. Yeah. yeah, yeah, all the IMs, all that sort of stuff. So it's a lot yeah. easier, a lot quicker, and uh, but back in the day it was all done by hand. Wow. So the London Metal Exchange, do you still is it still done face to face or is yeah, it? Yeah, there's uh, there's there's three areas to it. The 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 ring which runs from half eleven to five o'clock, uh, face to face. You have the uh, telephone market which is inter office. Customers ring up, um, you know, asking for what they want, what they need, uh, what they want to do, and what metal. And you also have the platform. Um, the London Metal Exchange has a platform that. Uh, uh, trades the commodities that it offers. For uh, for those who don't know, the uh, the LME is uh, the London Metal Exchange. It's actually one of the last open outcry markets in the world. I think it's the last uh, open outcry market in Europe, certainly. Yeah. Um, there are a few in other countries, like Comex in, uh, in New York and Chicago. Oh well, that's brilliant. So, what what is your average day to day? You know, you go in um, in the morning. Uh, yeah, so we, we start normally about uh, half past seven. Um, that's to take in the tail end of Asia. Um, the LME market opens at one o'clock London time. So we have a Shanghai that takes it through from one o'clock, one a.m. to half past seven when we traditionally get our, our desks and start picking up for the European customers. Um, and then that flows through to lunchtime when the US market customers come in and uh, you know somebody's there till seven o'clock when it closes. Wow, it's a long day. So, the the face to face element is that do, is that kind of why people get into it still? Or? Oh, I, f I think there's, there's probably many reasons why people get into it. Uh, you know, it, it can be very exciting. It can also be very dull. It's um, <laughs> the remuneration can be uh, very good. 
Yeah. Um, you know, I've been lucky enough to travel all over the world on business, that sort of thing. Uh, and it, you know, you're meeting new people all the time. Uh, you know, it's very much you know a city institution, and uh, you know, people are attracted to that sort of thing. Yeah, the history behind it, I suppose. And yeah, it's, I mean, it's, in, it's like any other city job that you can probably get in insurance or in uh, other different markets and that sort of thing. But yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, coming into the day, is are only two days the same? Do you? Or is well, it quite for unique? me personally, I have certain times of the day that I have to do something and and other traders do as well depending on what their markets are so yeah I've, I've got to roll my positions as soon as I get in so that's done out of the way I can start concentrating on the day to day business and then throughout the day um, there are various they used to be called fi fixings and they're called benchmarks when the, the international price is set, set for these particular commodities and they run throughout the day so the first gold benchmarks at 10.30 um, then you have the silver at midday, the PM gold at uh, three o'clock. So I'm always preparing for those sort of things, as well as doing all the other things that uh, you have, has to be done throughout quoting customers and that sort of thing. What's the what's the biggest drop or rise you've ever seen in, say, the gold price? Oh, hundred dollars. Okay, wow. Yeah. And was that for a day specific, like nine eleven? Oh, yeah. Um, yes. There's always something reasons of Black Monday or nine eleven or something that causes the price to fluctuate uh, mm. quite violently. And obviously, you say you're a precious metal uh, or focus on precious yes. metals, but do you have to keep an eye on the other markets, yes. stocks, yeah, yeah. oil, I mean, all sorts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they all now, um, in the day of algo trading. They all trade to a certain extent with each other, so you know the dollar will go down or up. Gold will be reflected in that. The energy price will be reflected in that. The copper price in the demand will be reflected in that. So they are all interlinked to a certain extent. Whereas 20 years ago, they probably wouldn't be that closely um, related. The correlation wasn't there. So that that means the the job must have changed quite a lot. There's a lot oh. more analytics involved. It, was it a bit like a, almost a guessing game? Um, no, I mean, no, I think it was. There's, there's, there's more information out there, and you can access the information a lot quicker. Um, you know, when I first started, it was a, a the, the screens were black with green writing on them. Wow. Uh, the, the telephone systems were you flicked them off, and you had a line to each customer that flicked it off with a light going on and off as you spoke to them. <laughs> and that's all changed. You know, the, the platforms have come in. All the markets are on yeah. uh, exchange based these days um, and it is you know somebody who retired 20 years ago would now walk in and think where the hell what's happened here oh, really? it's changed out of you know so quickly cool um, so it, it sounds like it's quite varied it, it doesn't yes. does it does it get monotonous ever or yeah I mean because I'm still doing the same sort of thing in the same order as I've done it all the time but yeah. throughout that there's always something that might happen there's always another market that's going a bit silly or somebody's doing something in the room <laughs> a bit silly that sort of thing <laughs> there's always interest to keep you going yeah um you know markets can sort of plateau and, and stay still for a week or so but you know eventually something's around the corner that is going to going to move it and then it's going to get very busy and you have to be on top of your game to to, to continue the job role is obviously a very uh, unique technical role, um, understanding these numbers, understanding what's going on in the mm -hmm. world. Um, what, what are some of the personality traits that you see in yourself and others that you think would thrive in this industry? 
Um, probably the ability to get on with others. There's a lot of departments you have to work with. Um, you know, compliance, uh, credit, risk, support, and to do your job in the middle, all these other areas have to work with you. So getting on with people and helping them understand their job as they can understand your job makes it a lot easier. So even though you are the dealer, you have the, the title of the dealer, you, yeah. there is still a team game after all. Oh, very much so. And it flows through from the, the initiation of the trade all the way through till the email goes that, you know, the trade recap. And there's probably for each trade five areas, five stages that's involved in that before oh, wow. it, it, it goes through. So it is quite labour-intensive, not as labour-intensive as it was, but you still need people in each area that do their job to get it done correctly. You mentioned um, the compliance guys there as well. Yes. They were always a favourite in the insurance industry, the compliance <laughs> people. I'm sure it's the same there. Oh, very much so. <laughs> but if you know, you've, well, we certainly noticed in uh, when I was doing insurance that there was just more and more red tape around yes, what you did, how you so. did it, yeah, record yeah, what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the old boys just couldn't get that round their heads. Yeah, it's not the Wolf of Wall Street anymore. No, yeah. no. Um, you know, we, we're run by um, the FCA. Uh, you know I mean, we've all they've all got their own rules and regs that we have to abide by. The European market, um, there's lots and lots of regulation now that wasn't in place 20 years ago. But it's all come to, to fruition because of um, trying to protect the customer. You know, the likes of the Wolf of Wall Street, as you just mentioned, <laughs> you know, that was, uh, the customers got completely scammed there. Yeah, yeah. Um, this regulation has come in to protect the markets and protect the individuals trading within those markets and not to allow that sort of thing to happen anymore. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned that obviously you're working with, uh, well, all these precious metals. It must be a very high stress, stress level oh, job. It can be, but, you know... It, you wouldn't be if you don't do it. If you, I wouldn't be doing it for so long if I couldn't have handled it. Yeah. So um, you soon realise whether you're you're good enough to stay in, and the, the company realises that uh, you can stay <laughs> because they can't have somebody that can't do it at the end of the day. <laughs> Very true. Um, you know, yeah, you'll be bleeding money otherwise. Well, they? you need to be the face of the company, so you know, you need to go out and, and meet people and talk to them about their requirements. It's like any job; you you speak to your customers and you sort out what they need um, and hopefully you can provide that and our, how we do it is through um, hedging strategies hmm. so if you were to be hiring someone today what kind of qualities would you look I know you said you know they need to be able to get on with people they need obviously they need confidence if you're yep. hiring for a broker role what are you looking for I think is it what stage you're looking at I mean if you're looking at a clerk you're probably A levels would suffice I mean, if you're going to a bank, you'd probably need a decent degree um, from a decent university these days, only because there is so much competition out there that, um, you know, if you've got a normal degree from, I don't know, somewhere, Southampton, somewhere like that, you are going into the pot with 200 other people. Mm. So you need to be able to stand out, and you need something on that CV that's going to you know, make you stand out to... The people that are hiring, uh, of course, some experience helps as well. 
Yeah, that's always the uh, that's always the funny thing in the city. If yeah. you need experience before you've even started, yes. yeah. but how do you get it? It's, exactly. it's not just the city; it's <laughs> no. uh, any any no, industry. Very true, very true. Um, so actually, just going back, you were saying uh, you know coming out of A levels, but what, what about those really core cool personality traits? Do you think is if if you had someone sit down opposite of you um, in the interview, what somebody with an, uh, you know an ability to learn, um, you know, happy to learn gets on with everybody you know that, that's very much part of the job and you know people are then willing to teach you yeah i mean it's, it's nothing you learn in school so it is you come in and you are having yeah, to no, learn there's courses, everything you know there's charting courses all that sort of thing and but most of um how people in our um area get taught is through experience so you, you literally do start at the bottom you start as a, a clerk on whatever market you're working on you work up to be a junior dealer, and if you're lucky enough, you stay long enough, you become a, a, a you know a dealer, and then uh, yeah, that's 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 the the progress. So, what are the uh, the real core negatives of the the job that you um you well uh, aren't, aren't part of the fantasy really? I suppose um, the long hours sometimes, but you get used to it. You really do get used to getting up at six o'clock every morning to get to the office for half seven <laughs> and having to work to seven o'clock some nights you know it takes time to get used to it but you do um other negatives there aren't that that many i mean it can get stressful it can you know you get tired doing it that sort of thing but no as long as you're in a good team that keeps you going as long as you, you know you're doing well that keeps you going mm. So if you had to to pick one thing that's not on the job description that you have to deal with, what would that be? Compliance, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's going to be a common theme on this. <laughs> I mean, we're getting more and more tests now as the, as the market changes that, you know, we used to, you know, the company used to say that you're good enough to do it, but we're now after taking online tests oh. internally, all those sort of things that... Yeah. Uh, you can prove that you know what you're talking about. Um, you know, you need to get a certain amount of marks at the end of it. Well, thankfully, I've not got below the, the threshold. <laughs> or I've not failed one, but uh, yeah, it's, it's all coming in. It's going to come in more and more as, as time goes on. But before I left, um, before I left the city, I had one exam which was which was health and safety based, <laughs> and it was about your sitting position at your desk. <laughs> and if you failed it. HR came round and assessed how you were sitting and you had to go back every week and assess how you were sitting at your desk. Well, we haven't gone to those, uh, that degree <laughs> quite yet, where, thankfully. <laughs> where, where do you see the industry going? Uh, you know, how, is the face-to-face going to be lost? or No, there'll always be face-to-face, but there probably will be more platform-based trading. I mean, all the big markets, the foreign exchange market, the... Um, the indices, the stock markets, they're all, all on exchange now. Um, there's a few that aren't, but uh, they're all going that way because it's easier to monitor. You can you can monitor stuff going through an exchange far easier than on a telephone or on IM. Is, um, obviously, we talked about the Wolf of Wall Street and him making a large amount of money there. Is the money now uh, coming through more software and code writers and algorithm and analysts of the, yeah, this code yeah, yeah, yeah. and the information. I mean, at the end of the day, to make money, you've got to stay one step ahead of your competition. Mm. And that's exactly where uh, your edge will come from. 
you know, these people can write these uh, algos that uh, can trade markets. Um, there's, there's, market, there's algos out there now that when a, a major um, economic release is, is, comes out, you know, um, the CPI or the trade figures, something like that, the algos can tell which way to start buying or selling as opposed to the number. There's also some that when a, a statement comes out from uh, uh, Trump or um, the Fed, the wording of the statement, they'll trade against that because the words in, inherent in the in the statement, they can use and you know there's no there's no people involved in it. Wow. Off it goes. Well, that's that's quite incredible. You actually said earlier that you're still looking for your career change. Do you oh, reckon yeah. you'll be learning C plus plus anytime soon? Or? <laughs> uh, what's that mean? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, you said about. Um, uh, the younger generation coming in as mm. clerks, um, some with A-levels, some with um, university degrees. Um, what would you expect a starting income um, for that range to be? It, it, it all depends on whether you're working for a bank or a broker or, a, you know, there's no normal starting salary, but probably 20000 I'd imagine. Um, if you're going the, into a bank, having a, a master's or something, you know, probably... A lot higher than that, or you know, an Oxbridge degree, probably even higher than that. Mm. But uh, yeah, as a, as a base salary for somebody with A levels, I'd imagine it would be twenty thousand. But that's a long time ago, so we'll never know. Mm. Never clue. You mentioned earlier you've done a bit of travelling. Yes. Um, so where can this job take you? Uh, you know, you can travel around the world, but you know, where in your career can it take you? Different paths, different routes. Well, we're lucky in the fact that we trade metals in that uh, metals are produced all over the world and they're also consumed all over the world. Mm. So you put those two sides of the market together, you know, uh, Chile's the um, biggest copper producer country in the world um, and China's the biggest consumption of copper in the world. I've been lucky enough to go to both those, um, you know, Canada, um, South America, all around Europe, smelters, refiners all over the world, taking that metal and making it what they need to do before they pass it on to the people who make the finished product. So wherever you go, and whatever sort of customer you're looking at, there's there's areas to, to visit and people to meet and, and you know companies to sign up. Wow. And uh, what about career progression? Are you um are you like obviously coming at a clerk? You said going junior um, dealer, and then. Uh, a dealer, and then after that, I presume management of some of these companies is that's the general right. role. Yeah, I mean, that's the normal career progression. Uh, as I say, it depends. Most of the opportunities arise because people leave or retire in front of you, uh, depending on you know the, the amount of staff that they have. So you know you could be stuck for a number of years before that you get any further because the person that you want to take the role of hasn't gone anywhere. Um, so yeah. Do you, do you have to move around brokers and, and banks to sort of progress? Um, if you're good, you'll get you'll get seen and, and, and poached. Mm. But if you're good, the company will also like to keep you. Right. So again, it's the individual's decision whether they want to try to do it elsewhere, or they'll just stay with the one company. I'm sure it's like any any profession. Yeah. Any job that. Uh, and uh, how is it to move from um, one sort of uh, commodity to another? Um, if you see, you know, we, uh, we spoke about the uh, different commodities affecting each other. Yeah, I mean, where whatever market you're trading with, it be metals, currency, energy, you know, the basics are all very much the same. 
uh, and it, it's not that hard as long as there's a place there to go to um, to switch from from one sort of financial market to another financial market um, obviously that the further forward in your career you're sort of stuck within that path there's no point changing it off you know when you're 40 45 whatever because you, all your experience by then is in one area probably make it difficult to jump to another area but you know when you're in your, your 20s or whatever um, it, it's probably quite easy and so uh, advancing uh, from these different career levels is it just hard work and graft and then being the best at being out outstanding in your field well I mean, you obviously need to be good I wouldn't say outstanding you need to be uh, if, if you're working for a fund or something like that um, but you know you need to produce results you need to be you know they, they monitor what you do they monitor you on a, a weekly daily monthly basis um, and I'm sure you know if you're not doing what they want you'll soon be told um, you know it's like any career that you know you have to perform to stay in it and you know as long as you're satisfying what your company wants you to do it's like anything else what's your what's your favorite part of the job Lunch. <laughs> is it still a bit? Is it quite oh, a lunch culture? Is, is that the face-to-face lunch where you get to take your customers out for a well, nice? Well, uh, you know that uh, that helps. <laughs> um, yeah, it's always nice to to meet customers or meet counterparties, something like that. But uh, no, it's uh, it, it's still a people industry, um, you know, and, and certainly the, the metals, the commodities, is still a people industry. You know, it's not faceless like foreign exchange or stock market or something like that. So you need to know who you're speaking to, and uh, yeah. And when you get up to uh, sort of the higher dealers um, working for some of these banks, what sort of income can you expect at that sort of level? <laughs> I'm sure that can vary from quite. Well, I've quite never worked away. for a bank, so I can't actually answer <laughs> that. Um, but from what I know is that the sky's the limit. Really, wow. there is there is no upper limit. Um, I'd also just uh, like to ask you a while ago told me quite an interesting story about um, a gentleman uh, in the 80s uh, working for one of these banks was actually making more uh, more money than the CEO of the bank I was wondering if you could just quickly give me that story uh, no he was he was on a deal I mean certain people are um, you know salaried some people are on incentives to produce what they can um, and obviously, in your, your right place at the right time and the right market conditions, uh, that allows you to to do that. Um, obviously, they've signed up to pay you a certain amount if you produce multiples of that. Wow. Um, you know, not everybody's on that sort of uh, deal to start with. But if you are, and you know, all the stars align themselves, then it is possible to make more than the uh, you know the higher the higher earning well the senior people in the company. Wow. But I'm not going to tell you any numbers. <laughs> so just maybe a few closing comments. If some, you know, somebody's looking to get into the industry, maybe changing jobs, coming across, what's a few steps they can take to sort of make themselves, uh, give um, themselves a better chance? Well, obviously, uh, a keenness helps. Uh, I'll just give you a little story that uh, somebody I know that was looking to... Um, become a, a clerk for one of the, the, the companies and 
apparently he had a, a very good interview um, and he got the feedback that he had a very good interview. Um, so he's quite hopeful that he'd be offered the position. And in the end, he wasn't because uh, apparently the person that got the job had a small amount of experience um, but also self-taught themselves Mandarin. So, oh, wow. um, well, I think you, the candidate also had exper- some experience in the dealing room as well, didn't he? Yeah. So, you know, you need to go to you know quite lengths to to get in, get yourself noticed. You know, it's all part of getting no. You know, you can get yourself noticed, then is it, you've got a better chance than uh, your competitors to get the same role. Wow. Well, I really enjoyed that. Thanks for coming on and having a chat. Oh, thank you very much. It's uh, yeah, I look forward to lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Martin. Cheers. <laughs>